Hello, everyone. I was struck by a topic the other day that seemed like it was really good Stempunk's podcast material. And as I researched the opinions and the science about it, I was gratified by what I read. Today's topic is, should children still be learning cursive writing? Now, maybe that doesn't seem very STEM-like at the outset, but hang with me until the end and let me know what you think. Welcome to STEM Punks. STEM Punks is a bi-monthly podcast intended to bring science, technology, engineering, straight to your ears from our STEM Punk studio. Hang on, we'll take you for a ride that includes a whole lot of fun and a little bit of education on the side. Stay tuned. Nice to be in orbit. Hello and welcome to the STEM Punks Podcast. My name is Joe Garut and I will be your host. And with me as always is my buddy Stembot. Hello, Stembot. Hello, Joe. I want to take a second here and apologize to anyone missing the regular delivery of podcasts in September and October. I, I was a busy guy and I was directing what turned out to be a very successful production of the play Noises Off at a local theater. My co-producer, Michael Friend, is happily busy with life as well, so I'm remiss in getting the podcast out on my self-imposed schedule of twice a month. Of course, if you'd like to hear the podcast on the regular, please invite your friends to jump on Patreon and pledge a couple of bucks, especially over the chilly winter months, and that'll keep me indoors and podcasting instead of out working in the elements. Works for both of us, right? <laughs> okay, enough on that. Let's get into the episode. So as I mentioned, handwriting, specifically cursive writing, doesn't necessarily seem STEM-related to me at the outset. But as I dug into the arguments for and against it, I found some interesting science behind it. Now, there's plenty I have to say, and there's plenty more that won't get said, but we don't have time to dig into every aspect of this, so I'll just kind of jump in here. Yo, I can detail everything in the show notes. Stembot, I think a few links is fine, and people can do their own research if they want to. But thank you very much. So, where do we begin? Well, if we look back to before Common Core standards began, which was in 2009, cursive writing was on the decline. It wasn't a part of the English language arts standards. With Common Core taking over and not including any requirement for cursive writing either, it made matters worse. Now, some thought, and still do think, of cursive as an outdated form of handwriting that is a curse. They call it unnatural, convoluted, and tough for small hands and minds to master. And they would argue that in our digital age, should we be using the time to teach keyboarding for future computer use? Now, on the other side of the coin, some would say that without writing the letters down on paper, we have less connection with them. If we don't write, we aren't physically going through the motions of making the words. Writing in cursive goes even further and connects the letter symbols into a bigger symbol that is a word. The lines connecting four letters, for example, in a word form a grouping that is later recognizable. Going through the motions of doing the connecting furthers that association of word to meaning. Now, this is an example of the embodied cognition approach. The embodied cognition approach considers the body the main component in learning, and as such, a key factor in shaping our cognition. 
With this view, it is thought that cognition is influenced by our bodies and by its sensory motor systems. Now, it is only one factor, but by some, it's considered a crucial one. I form groups of letters into words, Joe. We each do that when making notes for this podcast on the computer. Yes, Stembot, we do. But some would argue that using a keyboard just isn't the same. All keys feel the same, and the position on the keyboard doesn't give us the same cues to be able to relate to the letters and the groupings as the act of drawing the letter's path on paper in cursive does. Worse yet, with speech-to-text now as popular as it is, whole sections of documents or text messages need no physical interaction from a person's hands to be created at all. So why is learning the skill of writing in cursive important? Well. Studies show that acquisition of a new skill is generally associated with a decrease in the need for effortful control over performance. Now, let me explain that a little bit. Continued practice leads to the development of automaticity. Automaticity, by definition, has been achieved when performance of a primary task is minimally affected by other ongoing tasks. Hang with me here. People often refer to automaticity by saying they can do the task on autopilot or in their sleep. Joe, this will help. I found this in the Journal of Learning Disabilities. It says if the skill of the primary task is automatized, it will not be disrupted by concurrent processing on the secondary task because automatic processing does not take up attentional resources. Okay, that's great, Stembot, but um, a little confusing. It does back up what I was saying, though. We're just saying that if something gets automatic, you don't have to think about it very much. So doing something else at the same time is easier. Now, it stands to reason that the opposite is also true. If a task is not automatized, it will disrupt another task occurring at the same time. So... A person whose reading skills aren't automatic. They will read haltingly and with great difficulty. A poor reader is forced to apply all their concentration to word recognition and therefore has no concentration left for content. And as a result, they will not be able to read with comprehension because they are too busy figuring out what the word is to take in the bigger picture of a paragraph's meaning. Yes, Joe. Studies show that the brain is a limited control processor that isn't capable of efficiently managing both fixed knowledge processing and higher order reasoning simultaneously. The development of automaticity involves a shift in brain usage and a reduction in brain activity. It is said that the development of automatic skills generally reduces the load of working memory by 90%. Wow, 90%. So it really does become like an autopilot. No, an autopilot is an electronic or mechanical device that keeps aircraft, spacecraft, ships, and other vehicles moving in a particular direction without human involvement. (laughs) Yes, Dembot. And you're saying that once something becomes automatic to us through developing automaticity, 90% of our brain is free to think about other things. Now that's a lot like an autopilot, so I'm going with that. That's why my mind can wander or solve problems or process a conversation while taking a walk. Automaticity. Making things a habit or learning a skill to the point of it being automatic is something that we learn over time. 
and has a real benefit for us, doesn't it? If we are playing a sport, we go to practice before games. If we are in a band or in theater or giving a big speech, we rehearse our part to get it ingrained into our memory. That way, we can calm ourselves knowing we have written the neural pathways through repetition that will call up easily what we need when we need it. I am always thankful when the lines in a play come to me easily after having put in my rehearsal time. Okay, okay, let's get back to the kids. There's an argument on behalf of cursive writing that it enhances fine motor skills and hand-eye coordination. Arguers against will say that those skills can be learned in other ways. There are also assertions by writers like Anna Iovine on the Vice website that state, and I quote, the only time in her adult life she needed cursive was to sign the back of her credit card, and even that's unnecessary, close quotes. So learning cursive in her view is dumb. In fact, that's the title of one of her articles. I can't agree with her on that. I'll tell you. In the fourth grade, the curriculum begins to accelerate. The classes are harder, the pace is a little bit quicker, and the expectations become higher. If a student in fourth grade is struggling to form words on paper, they will really struggle to form the thoughts for what they are supposed to write in the first place. And I can tell you from firsthand experience as a parent, the kids writing homework is not asked for nor written on a computer. They have to write it out. And speaking of the computer, how about the need to actually take the time to learn how to spell? One time many years ago, I was trying to spell a word out loud and I was struggling. A friend who's a retired teacher said to me, you know, spelling is a writing skill. It's harder to do it without writing it out. And you know, it struck me. It struck me then, just like it does now, that she's right. Many times I have to grab pen and paper and write the word I'm struggling with. Don't you? I mean, until we acquire the world's best spell checker ever in our pockets, our phones. A digital device makes the skill of spelling, among many other things like remembering phone numbers, almost unnecessary to learn. Or does it? Since we have established that the neural pathways that are written from learning to put words together via cursive writing will help us read better, would a businessman or businesswoman also benefit from remembering a detail like the phone number of their business contact? Now, I know we can put it in our phones, but would the association of the numbers that they were remembering with the face of the person and that person's name make more of a connection to the person? Would other details about them come to mind easier instead of having to check their phone in order to find out all those things? How about a colleague or a friend? I mean, do you know your significant other's phone number? Before today, I couldn't have told you my fiance's phone number before I had to do some work on her computer and enter it a couple of times in a row. Now it's in my head. You know, back to the fourth graders and, and a note on fourth grade in particular, I'd like to add that students at that age are also transitioning from learning to read into reading to learn. They're expected to digest what they read and use it somehow through reports or projects. You know, and it's a big shift. And if they are struggling for comprehension due to a lack of skills, potentially exacerbated by not connecting with letters and words for any reason, and in the context of this podcast, we're talking about handwriting and cursive in particular, well, you know, then we need to consider that 
teaching cursive may indeed have its place for a very important reason. With a lack of English language arts standards and Common Core not testing for cursive writing skills and because teachers often teach to get higher test scores, the new way of thinking excluded what many of us considered a standard part of our formative years, connecting those darn letters into loopy, sometimes not so beautiful words until we had mastered the way each letter was formed. I know that I write in cursive. I can't imagine writing anywhere near the same speed if I were to print every letter individually. Should we be teaching cursive in school? Well, I don't know. Seems to me that there's plenty of evidence to suggest that we should. There'll be links in the show notes for you to make your own decision. Thanks for listening to the STEM Punks podcast. I'm glad to be back. And now it's time to say goodbye, Stembot. Goodbye, Stembot. Thank you for listening to the Stempunks podcast. Many thanks to our sponsor, Cottywample Creative. You can see their work at cottywamplecreative.com. That's C-O-D-D-I-W-O-M-P-L-E creative.com. And thanks to our patrons on Patreon. You can find information about this episode and more at stempunks.com. Cramped again.